Welcome to Kick-Ass Radio, hosted by Joe Sainsbury, founder of Kick-Ass Women. Join Joe over the next hour as she shares stories and conversations that are both inspiring and empowering. Having spent over 30 years in the corporate sector, Joe Sainsbury kicked off her heels and became a coal train driver working in the rail and mining industry. It has been her goal ever since to empower and support women who are considering a career change into an industry role, making the transition as smooth as possible. Joe is a walking, talking success story of how taking the plunge into industry can open up a world of opportunity. And you can do it too. If you're a woman working in industry or considering a career change, this is the radio station for you. Let's get into this episode of Kick-Ass Radio. Hey there, Glowgetters. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio show. Am I excited for today's show? You bet your kick-ass I am. Do you have the desire to capture your life story in a memoir or an autobiography to encourage and inspire others or maybe to preserve your memories for loved ones? Or do you have a great idea for a non-fiction book that you believe can make a real difference in our lives or in our world? However, do you lack the time, the writing experience or the needed perspective to plan, develop and execute the writing of a quality book yourself? If you've been struggling to write a book, a blog post or anything else involving words, then your solution might be to hire a ghostwriter. Now, it is Halloween this weekend and how ironic today on the show we're talking about ghosts. But no, not Ghost writing isn't Casper the friendly ghost churning out blog posts on a daily basis. But you may have heard or you hear this term all the time in different industries. So what is ghost writing? Why does it matter? Today on the show, we're going to be answering these questions and explaining the benefits of hiring one yourself. We are going to get the goods on how you can accomplish this with a little help from our guest, Roxanne McCarty-O'Kane, an accredited journalist and an accomplished ghostwriter. So let's see if we can get her to lift the veil on this mysterious profession and discuss the process behind all the amazing and the globally acclaimed content under her accomplished belt. Roxanne knows how to captivate audiences through the raw power of storytelling. Now, Roxanne McCarty-O'Kane is a ghostwriter and a writing mentor who works closely with aspiring authors to empower them to stand up and become the change makers they dream to be through authorship. Storytelling has been Roxanne's bread and butter for the past 14 years with a long career in uh, journalists in both print and online mediums before transferring her skill sets into non-fiction book creation. Her emphasis on connection to her authors and honouring the uniqueness of their stories has seen her recognised as the 2021 Sunshine Coast Businesswoman's Network Small Businesswoman of the Year in September and as well as being a finalist in previous years in the Australian My Business Awards and the Australian Small Business Awards. Now, that's a mouthful. Ghostwriting collaborations are often as rewarding for the ghostwriter as they are for the person hiring them and have helped a wide array of people fulfil publishing goals that they could previously only have dreamed of. So should you have a story that needs telling but require a little help along the way, stay tuned and tap into this invaluable service and information that Roxanne's going to share with us. So with all that fresh in your mind, let's dig a little deeper and delve into the world of ghostwriters. You are listening to the Kick-Ass Radio Show Kickstart, where we talk about all things women working in non-traditional roles, and I tell you how it is. I'm your host, Joe Sainsbury, The Glow-Getter. I hope we can keep you in good company over the coming hour. A huge shout-out to all the women working out on track and on site today all over the globe. Stay safe and have a fantastic day or night shift. 
And this might also be a good time for a trigger warning that today's show may and does contain some adult language. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, we've got you, Roxanne? Yes, yes. Welcome to the show. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on, Joe. You've got me all pumped up from that intro. It sounds like it's going to be a great chat today. It will be. And firstly, thank you for coming on to the show and for sharing this invaluable information with us today. I know you're super busy, um, but also know we're all going to learn a lot and enjoy your company today. So let's kick it off, Roxanne. Tell us a little bit about yourself first up and what led you to decide to pursue a career as a journalist and now as a ghostwriter? Yeah, so um, it's not quite as an exciting as a journey as yours was, Joe, getting into <laughs> your particular industry. Um, but I guess I, I got my first taste for the media when I was a, a youngster in New Zealand. That's where I grew up. Um, my first job ever was as a, a newspaper delivery girl. So I got to chuck on that awesome yellow PVC satchel and uh, brave the howling winds and the rain as as is the, the weather of New Zealand, New Zealand to make sure everyone, yeah, <laughs> to make sure everyone got there daily news. Um, So I guess that was my first chance to get an exposure to the media itself and to get a feel for, you know, I have a bit of a read through the daily editions and what was in the headlines and who were the newsmakers. And I guess it kind of sparked a bit of a passion for me early on. Uh, I was also a a bookworm. So I was the kid Mm. that was always hiding under the covers with the torch when you were supposed to be sleeping just because I couldn't put, you know, the babysitter's club down or whatever it was (laughs) at the time. Um, So, yeah, so the written word had always been very interesting to me. Um, I did digress when I moved over to Australia. So we did relocate here in, I think it might have been 98. I lose track of time. Um, And we had the Australian Defence Force Academy visit us at high school and I got all excited about being an air traffic controller in the Air Force and, you know, kind of went on on that path for a while. Uh, But long story short, essentially because I was an asthmatic, I was ruled out of that. Uh, So I came, yeah, I came back to writing and you studied journalism and, and haven't looked back. So I really love telling people's stories and being able to write for both community and um, major newspapers really helped to spark that in me. And I was, I became known as the fluff girl. So I was always, you know, sent out to things and I would find out, you know, who was there and why they were there and why this was so exciting and just really the human element of things. And yeah, that was just my jam from the get go. So, you know, I was never fighting for police rounds or court or anything like that. It was all about the people for me. And warm and fuzzy. That's it. Yeah. And not necessarily, you know, sometimes there's tragedies involved and, you know, being uh, in a position to help people to feel comfortable with sharing those parts of themselves as well. So, um, I joke I could have been a counsellor in a former in another life, you know, just <laughs> the same sort of skill sets that are required. So, Hearing all um, these and listening to the stories, yeah, definitely. That's it, yeah, and just making people feel comfortable to be able to open up as well is is such a huge thing. So, yes, I was in journalism for um, well, fourteen years now. I still dabble. Uh, but my main focus, as you said, is very much on uh, non-fiction books. And I guess that was a bit of a leap of faith. So I'd been a uh, journalist for so many years and, um, you know, the news cycle can get a bit repetitive sometimes. And I just felt like there was something more. So I was freelancing for a while uh, for some magazines here on the Sunshine Coast and 
online platforms as well. But yeah, just books. Books always interested me and I thought I'll just give it a go. And yeah, it's turned into an award-winning business, which is really incredible. So feeling very fortunate. It is. So congratulations. And it is quite a formidable um, story therein with your career and what you've created and accomplished. And you should be congre- uh, congratulated on all your achievements. Um, you've definitely diversified your pathway in journalism and the associated authorship. And you've set a great example of just what is achievable within all realms of journalism and writing. So yes, congratulations for that. Thank you. Now, um, and as yeah, being an avid book reader, I think um, we all have that, like, as you said, being caught under the, the covers. So um, I was Nancy Drew and Trixie Belden back then. So, yes, always had my um, head in the book and um, love, still love books, absolutely, and still prefer to hold a book in my hand rather than read the electronic version. So that's absolutely. something I always yeah. um, definitely love to do is hold the book in my hand. So when we talk about ghostwriting, it seems really exciting, but can we let um, get to the basics first and get it clear? What actually is ghostwriting and what do you do with it? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned in your, your introduction, you know, ghostwriting is actually across quite a lot of platforms. So, you know, in music, you would see uh, people who write songs and then they hand it over to like a Britney Spears or a Justin Timberlake and they make it into an international hit by performing it. Um, So in the same sense, you know, when you're talking about books, it's the same thing. Um, So ghostwriters do step in. We fly under the radar like a bit of a secret society. (laughs) And uh, we, we help people who have really powerful stories, but they just don't know quite how to communicate it on the pages of a book. So essentially the ghostwriter and what I view my role is, is to step in like this person already has this amazing story to tell or some lived experience to share, um, but they don't quite know, like there's a disconnect between their thoughts and how it comes out on the yeah, page. How to so write it out maybe. Yeah, that's the skill set that I have. So I can step in and take all of that amazing information and stories and present it in a manuscript format. So essentially we're, we're doing all the heavy lifting, all of the writing, um, and then the uh, person we're working with uh, presents that to the world as their work. So, yeah, yeah that's it in and, a nutshell. And that's right. And ghostwriting sounds like it typically is a, a very invisible process, but and that's, I suppose, that, that's how it's got its name. But um, that's like when you said, you know, the writer creates music, uh, lyrics, a manuscript, you write blog posts, books, um, memoirs on behalf of another person. So, um so I'll, I'll go back to that. My take on ghostwriting in a nutshell then, ghostwriters are um, write for someone else and depending on the job, they'll write either under their client's name um, or can you be credited as a collaborator for writing as a ghostwriter or is it always un, untied or unnamed? Yeah, so essentially that's a negotiation you have with each person that you work with. So I I call them aspiring authors. So um, every time I uh, start working with a new aspiring author, we straight up, one of the first things we do is sign a non-disclosure agreement. Um, So what that means is that, you know, if I tell anyone that I've worked with this person, I have to sell my house to pay for the legal fees, right? (laughs) Um, So um, it's all under lock and key. Um, And I do it that way because then it's it's up to the aspiring author whether or not they choose to disclose that I've worked with them. So basically my lips are sealed. 
um, while we're working together and into the future. And it's up to them whether or not they publicly a say that I've written the book for them or B, they might put a little acknowledgement, you know, in the back of the book. Well, Usually to, it's not to say that I've been a ghostwriter. It's more no. like, thank you for helping, for helping. my story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, so. and, that's, and that's a great acknowledgement, you know, yeah. to um, be able just to have that little bit of acknowledgement to, you know, that you contributed in some way. But um, and. And being a ghostwriter, like you do more than write, you are in some ways you're a writer, a researcher, an agent and a publisher all in one, aren't you? So, Yeah, well, not quite the last bit. I did no. dabble in publishing, but um, obviously, as you would know, having gone through the process yourself, it's yeah. a whole other beast. So I've, I've decided to stick very much to writing, um, which is my obviously my skill set and that's where yeah. my superpower is. So, and yeah, you said, then, you know, you've, you've always had a passion for writing and it's proven that that's your bread and butter and you, you, you do a very good job and it's definitely shining through. So uh, thank you. that's good. And, like, as a published author myself, like, I feel such strong ownership of my stories and of mm. what I write. I think it'd be very hard for me to let someone else publish those stories with their name on it. So do you struggle with that at all? Uh, no, I don't actually, because it's not actually my story. So really, I'm almost like a conduit, if you like. So the person I'm working with already has it all in their mind. So they or they've lived it, they've learned it, they've experienced it. Um, and really, it's my job just to come in and help to extract that from their mind and get it onto the page. So I don't take any, obviously, I love the projects that I work on, yeah. but I, I don't take ownership over it because mm. it's very much their story. Um, and my role is to step in and help them to communicate that to the world. So, um, no, I don't feel any um, ownership over it. If I was to branch into fiction, I feel that would be a completely different thing yeah. um, because that's such a creative thing and I, would, mm. yeah, I wouldn't want to hand over one of those babies. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, nonfiction, you know, it, it really is their, their IP and their story. So I'm just, yeah, the helper, if you like. And with fiction, like it blows my mind how people's imaginations are so absolutely out there. Like you, you look at J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter, how the hell does your imagination create all those characters, the language mm. and the storylines? Like people with imaginations like that are just phenomenal. So I don't think I could ever write a fiction story. It would be just a lot of blurb and, and babble I think <laughs> yes well it's a very different way of writing absolutely a lot more creativity a lot more imagination definitely um, so yeah not quite a realm that's for me yet maybe that might be my retirement gig who knows <laughs> if we, with our Alzheimer's maybe we might be able to write stories like that <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah. now the ability to collaborate is paramount and most important. So unlike the novelist who works alone, as a ghostwriter, you need to expect to communicate with your client on a regular basis. So how often would you um, collaborate with your with your client? Do you get to a certain, do you have like a, um, a progress chart? So we, we work in stages. So at the, at the end of like stage one, you collaborate again and and um, go over the work that you've, you've created or you've, you've transcribed from their story. Yeah, so I guess every process, being a creative process, every ghostwriter would come at this very differently. Mm -hmm. uh, but because I, my background is in journalism and, and I interview, that's what I do, um, my process is very much interview-based and it, that does take a lot of pressure off of 
people, particularly when writing is what's the handbrake for them. Um, so we can sit and they can talk it out. And sometimes, you know, we like today, we could go to all kinds of weird and wonderful, amazing places. And that's what happens when you have that real interaction with people. Mm -hmm. So my job is to yeah, take off the heavy lifting. So we will do a series of interviews, um, usually once a week for eight weeks. Uh, when you consider people talk at a rate of between, you know, five and 8,000 words an hour, um, you get quite a lot of content that way. But not only that, it's about getting to know them as a person as well. So, you know, what sort of turns of phrases they like to chuck in regularly, you know, what, what's funny to them. Um, you yeah, know, they what, express what themselves. Yeah, exactly. All of those little nuances that make them who they are, that you really, as a ghostwriter, you need to capture that to make sure that it's authentic. Mm -hmm. So the end goal is for someone to pick up a book and say, I'm working with Bob. Um, they need to read that and hear Bob in their mind. Not mind and, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so that's why I feel like that. Um, either in person or through the amazingness of technology, I can, I have worked with people overseas and interstate um, mm. over Zoom and still been able to capture that authenticity through that connection. So yeah, about, about eight to 10 hours is your answer of how um, interview time. And then, yeah, then the rest of it's all my legwork and piecing it all together. Yeah. And do you get little, get little um, phone notifications in the middle of the night from someone saying, hey, I've just thought of something. Can you write this down? Yeah. Or... Well, yeah, and that's what it's all you about those, because once, you, yeah. You get those Sorry, light bulb, well, yeah, moments. Sorry. No, that's all right. I think there's a bit of a lag here. Um, but once you open up the floodgates, it's amazing what drops in. Like it, it's a beautiful experience for, um, you know, the person that I'm working with to go through because they've given themselves that space to reflect on their past and, you know, what's made them who they are today. And, and yeah, they think they know the story. And then, yeah, the, the 2 a.m. will roll around and they've got, oh, I forgot that. Um, and that's really beautiful because sometimes that's where the best gold is. Um, it is. I know, sure I know that. Yeah. Okay. So now I believe you must also possess an uncanny knack of capturing your client's voice. And as you said, a good ghostwriter connects with their stories, their writing and the clients they're working with. So definitely interviewing your author is the most important task. And yeah, like an hour's long interview can make up an entire chapter in a nonfiction book. And um the better your questions, I suppose, and the more you can draw out of your client about their story and the content during that interview process, the easier the actual writing um, becomes. So, um, yes, that's it's. Um, so, if you say you're interviewing, say eight to nine hours, so what's that in your time to actually put that into words? <laughs> that's an interesting question. Um, because conversation does ebb and flow and we go off on tangents and, um, you know, you're having those insights as you're speaking um, quite often, you know, you think you know what you're going to respond, but then, you know, the universe intervenes and something else comes <laughs> out of your mouth, um, which can be a lot more interesting and exciting. Um, so uh, really that is where the, the bulk of the time comes in is when I've got those um, transcriptions of the interviews and I now need to piece it all together. Uh, so not only in a way that brings the content together, but in a way that flows and that's engaging for the reader. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, it's one thing to publish a book, but it's another entirely to actually connect 
with the people that the that the author's wanting to reach and reach. make sure that mm. that that um, message is landing and that you know they're understanding everything. Um, so that's where all of the crafting comes into play and that can take a couple of months on its own. So Hey Glow Getters, have you heard about Kickass Women? Founded by Joe Sainsbury, Kickass Women is dedicated to empowering and supporting women who are considering a career change into an industry role. Visit our brand new website at www.kickasswomen.com.au or follow Kickass Women on Facebook and LinkedIn today to keep up to date with all things Kickass Women and the incredible opportunities and content we have for you. See you there, glow getters. Leading into my next question, so um, I know you you've got a passion and it's all about authentic storytelling. So we've probably touched on this a little bit, but let's talk about authentic storytelling now and how you can actually transform yourself and or your business by writing a book. So how do you draw a story out of your clients and what's involved in that process so that um, they can actually um, boost their business, say, by, by, by telling their story? Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's about very getting very clear at the outset about what their purpose is for writing a book. Um, so, you know, for some people you mentioned earlier on, it's about um, a legacy document. So it's about making sure they capture their life story for um, posterity and for their family um, to hand down through the generations. Um, but when we're talking about a business book, or well, particularly, or, you know, if you're starting a business or you have an established business already, um, you do come at it from a very different uh, mindset when it comes to how you craft the book. Um, and that's because you need to be taking into account what you're looking to use your book for. Um, so are you looking for it to be a lead magnet, for example, that you can pass on to people who already know a little bit about your business and they kind of, um, this is another platform that they can connect with you and get to know you and, and your product or service a lot better? Or are you looking to take this even bigger, like, you know, Amazon number one bestseller and you're wanting to reach as many people as possible? In which case, you know, you would again come at it from a very different perspective in terms of the type of stories that you include and what's relevant and what's very poignant. So that's where laying the foundations at the start are very important. And that's one of the things I coach everyone, um, if whether I'm writing for them or they're writing it themselves, is making sure that you have that in your mind at the very outset so that you're, what you're creating and what you're putting your time into is going to have the outcome that you're looking for. Um, so for businesses, you know, there's so many different ways that you can leverage it. Um, you've done quite a few of them yourself, so you're old hat at this. So. No, no, and speaking from experience, I know only full um, too well how writing a book, it is a huge opportunity to boost your business and mm. it's a great marketing tool. So, yeah, so, yep, yeah, sorry, continue, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, whether it's um, a lead magnet type thing, whether it's um, establishing you as a as an expert in your industry or in your area of expertise, um, you know, giving you that credibility piece, which can lead to, you know, speaking opportunities, whether you're um, going to present at other people's events or maybe a keynote speaker at major events, maybe even hosting your own. Um, you know, there's so many different ways that you can take it forward. 
Um, and when you have that credibility piece behind you and you become known as the go-to person, if you like, on uh, your book topic or um, your industry, um, you're then able to leverage off any media coverage because they'll be coming to you to comment on, you know, certain things that are going on or events that are happening and you're, you're the person that springs to mind. So you can now leverage off of that media coverage as well. So it's a lovely, beautiful, you know, you can create a wonderful ripple effect if you're so inclined. And it's about thinking about authorship as being a lot more than just selling books. So you can make money from selling books, you know, $24.95, $29.99, whatever it is for a book. Um, but if you can then, you know, use that book to get, you know, a speak, keynote speaking gig that's paying you five grand. Business, or yeah. You're, yeah, or you're getting like now, you're now mentoring. Mm. Yeah, you're now mentoring people uh, or coaching people and you're getting income from that or, yeah, selling products. Um, you know, to help people with whatever it is that you've shared in your book. Um, that's, you know, that's the way that you can make some really good money from becoming an author. So a lot of people get anchored into just book sales, but it's so much more than that. Well, it's, it is so much more than that. And um, as we said, they are such a good leveraging tool for your business, whether it's a product-based or service-based business, because the mm. opportunities are just limitless you know once one gets presented to you it's just a flow-on effect it's um it is a really good opportunity and if anyone is in business and they want to um, progress their businesses it is a, a an ideal marketing tool that's right so with um um with being a ghostwriter what good points do you need to have? Like if someone was aspiring to be, you know, if they say they've got, they like writing and they've got good writing skills and thought, oh, I might take this um, this on, what do they need to do to actually be an aspiring ghostwriter? Oh, as a profession? Oh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, well, you've got to love it. <laughs> it's a lot of work that goes into every single project, no matter what the size, like even if, you know, a 30,000 word book compared to a 70,000 word book, they all take a lot of work. Um, so yeah, you've just got to really love it and be prepared, particularly for a ghostwriter um, to, you know, step into someone else's world wholly and fully and know that, you know, while you could say something better, if that's not how they would communicate it, then you've got to kind of let go of that control, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're there to kind of polish up the way that people communicate and, you know, translate verbal communication to written language because there is a difference. Yep. Um, how we read is very different to how we speak. Um, so yeah, just being prepared to let go of any need for acknowledgement for any work that you've done. Um, and yeah, just jump in wholly to, to supporting that person. So just having that passion to, to see this person's story come, come out into the real world is, is share important. It. Yeah. Being a good writer is also very, <laughs> very good, uh, tool to have in your toolkit as well. So, yeah, a lot of experience is great. And you, you just prompted me there before when you said like a 50,000 um, word. I can remember reading um, something about um, a word count and like I hate word count. I hate being restricted to a word count. It, yeah. it drives me crazy because I can't contain it. I, what I want to say is more than the word count, you know, by about yeah. 300 or 500 um, words. So when you get an opportunity to, as you say, express it in a 50,000 or 70,000 word count, well, 
hello mm. that's my world yeah. <laughs> yeah well as a journalist I was a chronic overwriter so right I was an editor's nightmare they would be like Roxy this is too big and then I'd have to chop it back um so I'm in dream world right now because I can just go <laughs> to town um which is great and and I think it's important you know again depending on what your vision is for the book you know it can be a smaller size if you're looking for it to be a lead magnet but if you're looking to reach the wider audiences you want something with a solid spine width something that looks really chunky and delicious and juicy um and then yeah and i've worked with clients who've just gone you know now that we can self-publish we've got full control over what we do and what we release um, so, and she just decided, no, I'm not even going to cut anything. And she released a 640 page book, oh. um, because that's what she was called to do. And, you know, and it's beautiful. Like you don't get bored. It's not, <laughs> no, it's you not way. <laughs> everything is, you know, in its place and, and has a, has a purpose. Um, but she just couldn't bring herself to cut it. So yeah, there's, there's so many different ways you can go about it for sure. Well, there, there's um, and you don't need to absolutely yeah so you don't need to restrict yourself unnecessarily so all right so with your work now obviously it does go through edits and rewrites um do, do you work with an editor or do you actually do that yourself and or do the owners just take the content and go themselves yeah so um i um i have a review process with the clients so they have a lot of trust in me, which I'm super grateful for, because I will actually not let them look at anything until the first draft is done. Yep. Um, there are ghostwriters who will, you know, do it chapter by chapter and all that sort of stuff. But I found um, that because it's such a creative process and everything's always evolving, um, quite often I won't write the first and last chapters until the end. So it doesn't make sense when you're, you know, um, but I, once I've got the content and I know the gist of the story and where it's going and where I want to take the the reader, um, then I'll write the first parts of the book. Um, so it's important that the author sees it in its entirety and it's how really I intend good. it to be. Um, but even though I've been doing this for so many years, uh, you know, you can't nail it on the first draft. No, you just can't. Um, I'm glad you had a language disclaimer at the start of this because in the industry, it is literally called the shitty first draft. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like even, you know, international bestsellers will do four, five, six drafts. That's um, I work with clients so that we, we, I give them the full draft to look at and then they can pick it to pieces, you know, get the red pen out, go to town. Um, because it's all about them again. It's not about me. And I want to make sure that they're feeling really connected with the story as it's presented. And then we'll get together and have a big powwow about it all. And, um, you know, again, they might have a few 2 a.m. aha moments and, oh, we didn't cover that. That needs to go in there. Oh, or, you know, I really hate how this is done. Let's rejig that. Like nothing's off the table because it's all about them. Um, so then I'll re rehash and rework all of that to give them the second draft. Uh -huh. yeah. And you mentioned again, you know, you, you do go through quite a lot of variations. So mm -hmm. um, that's when I would hand it over to an editor to start the editing process. process. So it's fresh eyes, which is really important. Like I've been in this for months and months and months and I can't see my own mistakes by this stage. So and getting it into fresh eyes, yeah, is Interesting so you say that because it is just a different set of eyes. Like I can remember I read my manuscript, I don't know how many times, and I'd pick up something every read. And even yes. when I handed over that final edit version thinking, yep, that's it, 
when the book came out, it's like I read it again and I, I don't know, I picked up about five different little minor, you know, errors yeah. that I'd missed and someone else had missed and was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, but, yeah. Having that fresh set of eyes um, because I think in your own mind, if you keep reading it, you know what's ahead because you've read it that many exactly. times. You've written yeah. it and you just, you do, you kind of glaze over that. But, yeah, definitely having a fresh set of eyes to read through it is um, a key. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's crucial, as you know, to the publishing process as well to get those experts who, like, they that's what they're, their, the um, is, their jam yeah. is. Yeah, yeah so they're, they're, like, fully honed and they can see, mistakes a mile away that I've just gone yeah you know that, that's perfectly fine and then they'll pick up 10 in a page but that's why they're awesome at what they do that's so right. yeah. yeah yeah so it's very important to make sure that you factor in at, I would say a couple of rounds of editing drafts, yeah. um, before you go to print yeah. yeah definitely so with um your ghostwriting what's your biggest obstacle to writing and how do you overcome it you know do you ever get your writer's block do you have to walk away oh, me and, personally yeah Ah, that's an interesting one. Um, so I guess for everyone, because it's a creative process, it's hard to be on all the time. Um, so there are days where, um, you know, I might sit down to write for a, a full day, perhaps, and I'll get halfway through it and just lose my mojo because it happens to the it's best delicious. of us. Um, yeah, but when and what I encourage other people to do as well is not to beat yourself up over that because it, like I said, it's hard to be on all the time. So it, when you're feeling like you, the flow is just not happening or you're just kind of maybe over a particular section, um, see if there's another part of the book that's grabbing your attention. Like maybe you're just being drawn to a different chapter or um, if you're really not feeling like writing at all, um, what else can I do to progress to progress this a little bit more? Like rather than procrastinating, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro progress beats procrastination every single time. So even if it's like, oh, well, I know that I needed to research um, about that, so I'll just go into you know thought process rather than creative process and get some of that research done so I can fill in that blank later. You know, so it's looking at um, other ways you can take steps to progress the project. Um, if yeah, the creativity is just a little bit stunted or um, not quite flowing. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'll get up and have a dance. I'll light a candle, like whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, and if it's just not happening, then, then I'll just go for how can I progress this? Yeah. And that's, I totally agree with you there because I, that's what I try to do is um, typically change up your routine and staying productive. It can be a challenge, but that's where you need to get candid. And as you say, um, progress to other avenues, do research, do follow up, get outside and, um, you know, the creativity flows in the most unexpected moments and times. And mm. as we said, you know, take a break, step away from it and go and mow the lawn or something because it will be when you're mowing the lawn you'll think, oh, that's what I wanted to say. And that's you, it. Then you, have, yeah. then you have to run back inside and write it down before you forget it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, always have a notebook on you or your phone because you can that's voice it. memo yeah, yourself. Phone, yeah, phone notes are chock-a-block. But that's, yeah. that's exactly right. So um, what's next for you? What are you currently working on? Are you actually writing a book of your own? Oh, interesting. I do get asked that a lot. Um, it's funny that I am actually writing a book of my own and it is about writing books, funnily <laughs> enough. Um, I've called it the Phoenix Phenomenon, so it has that tie-in to my interview series yes, as yeah. well. Um, and because I feel that the process of authorship is 
so transformational. It's like the Phoenix, you know, so there's, um, and I like a bit of alliteration. Uh, so there's lots of goodness going on in there. But the funny thing is that I've just been so under the pump with writing other people's stories that it's been um, hard to find that time uh, to dedicate to my yeah. own book. So um, before the end of the year, I am wrapping up a manuscript with a Vietnam veteran um, and also a rare cancer survivor. So I'm very excited about both of those books. And um, over the Christmas period, I'm hoping to be uh, ducking into the writing cave to um, to get some of my manuscript Work together. So I'm about a third of the way through and I've got my structure there. Um, so it's now just dedicating the time to, to make uh, to flesh that all out and um, make it brilliant, which is the exciting part. And it um, will be brilliant. Yeah. yeah, thank you. And then, yeah, next year, just uh, continuing with writing workshops. So I actually um, have done some this month and uh, they were fully booked, which is really exciting. Yeah, so diving into it again in, um, in February yeah. next year for people who are getting the new year, new vibe, um, you know, get channel all of that energy that's been building up over the festive season and, and give it some direction. So that's going to be pretty And I'm sure there would be lots of stories from, you know, everyone that's been in lockdown and um, particularly what have they got to share? You know, they've probably got some fantastic stories that, um, that they can um, use as a creative outflow, you know, get, mm. get rid of all that vented up um angst that they've had and um yeah we could see some fantastic stories come out of COVID and lockdown yeah, absolutely <laughs> so many so many and um it's funny you mentioned that specifically because I I was writing a book or am writing a book um with a client this year about her fertility journey um and she's now having baby number two through COVID yeah. um so while we thought we were done we're now you know we're going to be capturing that part of her journey as well to show um you know the the changes and how how different it's been for couples to to be pregnant and and give birth through COVID so it's just adding another element of, of awesomeness to her book which I'm really excited about and, it and would be, um, that's right yeah 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 and then another client who's coming on board in the new year like she's um taken her business like she's increased it tenfold through COVID so you get a lot of the really um you know obviously the the mix of stories that can come out of COVID but um, also some really impressive success stories as well. Um, and there which, has um, been some, be that's right, there's been some phenomenal um, business startups over the last 18 months mm. uh, and um, business growth that people have had to, you know, take take virtual, digitise, and it's it's great to see those businesses, you know, excelling in in an area which they probably would have never have thought to expand, you know, into into the digital world or virtual world and some of them have you know wouldn't look back wouldn't go back to trading in the old way now it's um it's great to see exactly. that um, yeah in times of crises what what good and positive things can come out of it so kudos to all those businesses and startups particularly that have started um it's been great to see so do you have anything you'd like to offer our listeners, Roxanne, in um, any offers, anything you can entice us with that, that you've got available that we could participate <laughs> in? Dangle a carrot. 
Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I mentioned the the workshops in February next year, but um, in the lead up to that, um, I am regularly hosting webinars, so they're free online. Oh, okay. um, I call them Unleash Your Story. Um, and it's really, yeah, just de delving into that, um, the formula of authenticity, connection and transformation to really get people connected to their stories. Um, I know there's so many people who question whether their story is valid. Like, do I actually have something worth sharing? And, you know, they'll rattle off a few things and it's mind blowing. So to, to see the value in the story that you have. Um, and then, yeah, obviously the workshops are kicking off in early February next year. So I do have one. I just realized the date. Um, February 2nd, 2022. So it's 2222, oh, two, 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 which is awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. That just <laughs> happened. Um, and that's uh, that's online. So that can, you know, anyone can dial into that yeah. um, and get stuck in for a full day and, and get your structure done. That's kind of like the next step um, for people who have they've decided, yep, I'm going to write. Maybe I might just need a little bit of guidance to get Go me started. And yeah, yeah. So all of that's on my website that you can head to, which is just roxannewriter.com. And um, yeah, all of the tabs there to, to make bookings or to give me a hoy if you have more questions. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely put um, the links up on under our show notes. And um, I'd like to say thanks, Roxanne. It's been a great conversation and one that has certainly enlightened us on the role of a ghostwriter and how you can showcase your creativity under the veil of intrigue and glow in the darkness of ghostwriting. <laughs> um, we'll definitely put your links up on the show notes for anyone yeah. wanting to reach out to you. And if you have um, yourself an inkling or an idea for a book, definitely reach out to Roxanne and um, get her to help you out. And we wish you all the best, Roxanne. Take care and stay safe. And we will talk to you again early in the new year to, to see how it's all progressing and particularly your own book. We'd like to hear about uh, yes. that. So it's always good to have some accountability. Thank you. It is. <laughs> and as we say, and we all know, um, everyone has a story to share. And even if your story helps just one person in the whole wide world, that's that's the story to share because there is always someone out there looking for that little bit of positivity, reinforcement, support, and, yes, everyone has a story to share. So get out there and write those books. Okay, thanks, Roxanne, for joining us on Kick-Ass Radio. We'll um, talk to you again early in the new year. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Joe. Hi, Glow Getters. We're Brenjo's Earth Moving, a professional earth moving business specialising in a range of infrastructure works across a variety of industries, located in Mackay, Queensland. Here at Brenjo's, we're a family owned company backed by an incredible team. We've seen firsthand the incredible benefits that come from promoting and supporting a diverse workplace. We're so proud to be sponsoring Kick Ass Radio and Kick Ass Women's Mission to support women entering into non traditional roles and careers. Okay, now what a great conversation that was. And I hope you've all learnt a little bit about the ability that you have to share your story and use the resources and the services of a ghostwriter such as Roxanne. So our affirmation for the week, and it comes from um, Roxanne in her words, she says, speak with integrity, say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Now, this is from the four agreements, and these agreements are, one, use your words impeccably, 
Two, don't take anything personally. Three, don't make assumptions. And four, always do your best. Now, the four agreements is based on beliefs in Mexican Indigenous Toltec culture. And Toltec law has it that 3,000 years ago, a human studying to be a medicine man awoke to the soul-altering realisation that he was made of light and stars, and he existed in between those stars. Now, he called the stars the tonal and the light between the stars, the nagel. He realised that life is what creates the harmony between the two. Life is the force of the creator. So there's a little bit of spirituality for you. Okay, then. That's it, guys. I do hope you've enjoyed our show and our guest. A very big special thank you to Roxanne McCarty, okay, for sharing so much of this newfound and invaluable information with us. And um, I hope you found it inspiring. And maybe you will all consider taking up writing. Now, that's a fantastic creative idea. Ghost writing is all about helping others convey their message in their own voice. As a successful journalist and book ghostwriter, Roxanne has been assisting clients in bringing books into the world, and she is passionate about what she does. People of all backgrounds and all ages entrust her with writing about the most meaningful stories of their lives, as we said, in memoirs or their businesses. And Roxanne is also privileged to ghostwrite books that help people improve the quality of other people's lives. And she has the professional skills, the hands-on experience and the diverse life perspective to quickly grasp the essence of what your book can be and to tap into the heart and soul of your unique voice and message. As always, I really appreciate you guys giving me your time to listen to this radio show. You can find more information on the episode and Roxanne McCarty-O'Kane in the show notes and links to her website and her offers on our social media pages. Be sure to tune in again next week where we're getting to know a little bit more about our ageing process that does not get spoken out loud too much, but it's a conversation all women need to be included in and their voices heard. We are going to be chatting to Sandy Davies of Happy Pause in relation to menopause. Reach out to me and follow me on Kick-Ass Women or Joe Sainsbury social media pages if you haven't already. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast and get the latest episodes sent directly to you. Well, that's it all. That's it for today's show. Thanks for your company and for listening to Kick-Ass Radio. It's not goodbye, but see you later. Stay safe and well. Go crush it. Keep in touch. Pause comms. Go on, get your glow on. Become a glow getter. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Kick-Ass Radio, where we kick goals and deliver empowering conversations for women. Want to hear more from Kick-Ass Women and Joe Sainsbury? Visit the Kick-Ass Women website or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. See you on the next episode of Kick-Ass Radio.